Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. The shape series continues. It does. It does. I just, I found out last night, and I don't know if this is just like as of yesterday, but this is actually on Shudder, but I paid, I paid to rent it. Oh so, no! Yeah. I, yeah, I did not pay to rent this. Uh, Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> my my name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Triangle. Triangle. It's it's, uh, it's a shape. <laughs> shape movie. It's, got, it's a pointy shape. Yeah, pointy it's pointy shape. The best shape. It's. Uh, I don't it? know, man. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of stiff competition. You know what I do when I have a bad dream? I close my eyes and I think of something nice. So let's go sailing. Wind's dropped out on us. Get below deck now. Get the life jacket. I've never thought about the best shape, mm-hmm. and now that's going to really fuck me up. So you know, we'll get we'll we'll circle back around to that. Hey, big thank you to Burrito Mouth. Burrito Mouth is the mastermind behind making us watch you know Cube and other shape themed movies. Uh, which to me, I I've noticed that they probably didn't see this movie, um, and I, I I I always I like pointing that out because these movies are. The selection of these movies are chaos in terms of like, there's really no telling what the quality will be because the only connecting uh, tissue here is that they have names that are shapes. Yeah. Uh, so after this, we will have watched all the shape movies. There can't be any more, right? Uh, I don't know. Well, there's more coming up. Like there's more still on our list, but yes, we're starting to run out of shape movies. And so that's interesting to me because this, uh, go ahead and look up 2009's Triangle, folks, and you'll instantly instantly see a movie that you're like, ah, I don't know about this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks cheap. Yeah, it, it looks it, it is cheap. It is. It doesn't have. It's it's pretty thin budget. Uh, it looks like any number of a carousel of completely forgettable straight to DVD horror movies you would have seen in the mid to late aughts. Right, it was made in line of some some sort of like because they have it in the credits like some sort of you know like where they the, the government pays to oh yeah get movies made. Mm-hmm. Um, they could only afford one Hemsworth, and it wasn't the expensive Hemsworth. Well, at the time, I think it w- they could have gone with either, right? Because this came out uh, yeah. this came out in two thousand nine, so like yeah, even even yeah. even like the good Hemsworth hadn't been in stuff yet. Really, that's true. He'd been in like a perfect getaway, and he'd exploded in the opening of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. That's true. You're right. So yeah, this is yeah, this could have been any Hemsworth. It could have been Liam any Hemsworth. Hemsworth, but it's Liam. Yeah, 
who's fine. He's fine. I don't want to insult Liam Hemsworth because he can, you know, beat me up. But uh, sure. <laughs> and so, yeah. And, and so the first like 15 minutes of this movie, I, I had that feeling where I was like, ah, oh, this is like going to be some cheap, this, yeah, boring mm-hmm. uh, slasher film because it kind of presents as a slasher film. It does. And the first half hour is pretty slow because you think yes. you think you know exactly where it's going. Right. And I think this is all to say, and I'm not, I can't speak for you, Tom. I was extremely surprised when this movie ended up being kind of good. Yeah, this movie is actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is uh, a pretty good film. This is one of the most uh, pleasant and unexpected surprises I've experienced watching a movie in a long time. It, it really was, because I kept having these moments where I was like, oh, okay, okay, they can do stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, then silently yeah. silent just being like, oh, shit, this is, a uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite oh, good. Shit. A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a Bermuda Triangle film. Kind of, uh, uh, kind of, sort of. It doesn't, yeah. I want to say, after we got, you know, got through keeping our uh, qualified praise on this movie, um, I would say, if, if you have any... If anything we've said sort of sparks your interest at all, pause the podcast and go watch the movie because yeah, the yeah the the twists in this movie are really really worth experiencing like organically. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's okay. So yeah, I would compare it to a movie like <laughs> like Primer or Coherence, where it's dealing with like it's not a horror movie really. It's more like a sci-fi. Uh, it's still I guess technically a horror as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's dealing with like heady ideas um, that aren't as complex, I would say, as the other films I mentioned. But that's that's what we're talking about here. It's a it's a low budget film that manages to make a very big idea uh, with, on screen without with minimal money. Right. It's it's all narrative. It's it's yeah. very it's very simply done, but in a way that is extremely effective. And uh, yeah, every every new reveal was like a legitimate oh shit from me so right um, and it sets stuff up like the first so the first half hour i'm watching stuff and i was kind of mocking it where i was like oh why are they staying on this bird is the bird haunted and then later you're like oh oh that's the bird. why <laughs> yeah yeah there's stuff like that where they set stuff up and you fe- it feels arbitrary when you're first watching yeah it. Where it's like, this is weird filmmaking. Why are they using new shots of her front front lawn? And then later you're like, oh. It is extremely intentional. Yeah. And so like, it, it yeah, it's a good film. It's a pretty uh, and, good movie. To the point yeah. where I kind of want to, <laughs> this writer director has made a number of other low budget movies that I kind of want to go check out now. Mm-hmm. Like what else yeah. does, this, does this person have to offer? Mm-hmm. They should be, they should get more money. Yeah. to make stuff so well, maybe they have i haven't this. looked into it much anyway <laughs> yeah so it's a, it starts with a lady and she has an autistic son and she's cleaning up a mess and someone rings on her doorbell and then no one's there and that you i knew right away like okay obviously that's gonna be something but uh and then she she brings up she drags well, out this sorta, luggage. It could be it's we're, we're presented it's like this kind of chaotic montage of her struggling yeah. to maintain because uh, yeah, her child's specific uh, uh i don't know how to how to phrase it so i just won't but basically her child needs for everything to kind of be the same or else it really upsets him so it's like we're presented right. with 
a, a hectic montage of her trying to preserve that for him. Uh, so when the doorbell rings, it's kind of in the middle of this chaotic montage. So we're the, the, what you could, the intent is to make us feel like her confusion and sort of that she's like run ragged right. and is kind of a little like she's not sure herself anymore or something you know it's just supposed to yeah, convey at a certain that point she's, i forgot yeah. about it yeah. completely you sort of yeah. forget about it because she's like oh it's she's so uh run thin basically uh trying to take care of this of her child by herself uh you know right which would do but that to is, you yeah it is clear that they're setting something up yeah because yeah so she loads up her car uh and she drives and then she drives to this uh this marina where this is where it was like, okay, you're setting something up because she apparently someone Liam Hemsworth has asked her, like, where's your kid? And she said she dropped him off at school. And he's like, but it's Saturday. And someone else points out like, oh, he's a, he's special needs. They're, they're open on Saturday. But it's very clear that something happened. Uh, well, it, she seems I, she seems distant. But, it, it. but again, yeah. it, they're pre- they've presented it in a way where you could just accept it as oh she is a, a woman who is just trying her fucking best but her life right. is very very difficult and she's but just it was, exhausted it was clear that something was gonna get yeah. revealed right yeah. yeah and like it yeah and again the thing that gets revealed you'll never you'll never we'll really see never coming. fucking see it coming <laughs> yeah but you know something's up yeah. and she when she sees her friend greg who everybody wants greg's dick he's the most he's the most generic white guy in the world and there's like at the beginning they're like ah everybody loves Greg. Yeah, he is he is on a <laughs> boat with a bona fide Hemsworth, and they're still yeah. like everyone. And they're like ooh Greg. It's like her's like she's she and Greg clearly have a th- where they like he's been coming to see her where she works uh just every yeah. day, and he's like yeah you know most of the time I come in I'm hungry, but like yesterday when I came in I wasn't hungry. I just <laughs> wanted to invite you on this boat trip. So it's kind of like Greg is into her. But like everybody this, loves Greg, this other couple on the boat has brought their friend that they're trying to hook up with Greg. Everybody is inter- very interested uh, in whomst Greg fucks and that Greg D. And yeah. then Greg apparently took Victor, who is Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, he found him sleeping and he took him in like a like a dog. Like, is that correct? He, t- yeah, t- he <laughs> found he found like uh, Victor sleeping either outside his apartment or outside his business or something. So he hired him as a deckhand. Okay, yeah. Like, they're just trying uh, to, you know, convey that, oh, Greg's a good guy, and he gives people the, yeah, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, everybody loves Greg. Yeah, everybody loves Greg. Again, I like this movie. I would say that so, they, they're doing character work, which is good, but it ultimately kind of doesn't matter. Not really. Like, uh, they could have simplified the Greg stuff. It feels, well, it feels like a bait, uh, it's a bait and switch, sort of, you know, like a yeah, psycho you're right. or, you know. You're right. It's lulling um, us into thinking the movie is going to go one way so that it can more effectively just rip that rug out from under us. That's very true. Uh, and boy, do they. Mm-hmm. So they get on the boat. She has a dream that she's lying on the beach. Again, it's all very like, okay, this is all meaning something, but who knows what. They fo- We follow the bird. The bird is following us into sea. Um, and then, um, and this is still when I was like disinterested in the film. Yeah, it's, it's uh, very boring in this part. It's yeah, boring. And, it's, and it's not subtle mm-hmm. because the ocean basically accosts them. Like the ocean just suddenly turns angry, like, instantly like this dark cloud and it's them entering i assume the bermuda triangle they're in florida so yeah it's they never say the bermuda triangle but it that's what it is it's called triangle they're leaving from florida 
their little sailing yacht is named Triangle. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. again, it's like something very clearly supernatural happens. Like a, like the the wind just stops. A weird storm appears. They get a strange transmission from some woman who's clearly in trouble, but can't seem to hear them when they try to radio back to her. Their boat gets capsized. So we're, you know, it's we are being led to believe this is going to be like, oh, a, a spooky Bermuda Triangle movie, which it very much yeah. is not. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's the thing. It has all the ingredients of, like, a mediocre Bermuda yeah, it's, Triangle it's, movie. it's just a thunderously forgettable movie about, yeah. like, who gives a shit about the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> like, right, and I remember thinking, like, this is going to be tough. Yeah. And, like, honestly, this is I where say, I really... I will say, real, real quick, the thing that did give me pause was seeing the, the rating. Like, this movie had a very high Rotten Tomatoes and audience score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, it was huh, like, huh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. But, like, if you were just casually watching movies... Yeah. This is, I would say, a flaw of the movie. Yes. You the, would shut it off. The, you would shut it off by now. The first like, the first 30 minutes are very slow. Right. And that's tough because mm. it really is important to get audiences, you know, with mm. you. Yeah. Um, and so they, the, the, the ship flips over and they're, they, they lose one of them, right? Like yep. right away. Yeah. They lose, um, they lose the friend that the one couple brought to hook up with Greg. She just gets right. fucking lost at sea. So yeah she's the lucky one uh, <laughs> honestly kind of <laughs> yeah yeah she, so she may be the... she may be fine she may have ridden a dolphin back to shore yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we don't Minecraft know we rules, never see yeah. her again yeah uh so they're on the the bottom of this boat and they're they're just waiting to die and a big cruise ship uh goes by and they see someone looking down at them but they're blocked out like they're silhouetted by the sun and they're like oh how finally thank god and they jump on the cruise ship and they can't find anybody. The cruise ship is empty. And um, they find weird little clues. They find stuff like she finds her own car keys in the, on the ground in the ship. Uh, and well, she's like, somebody, the hell? They hear somebody drop them, too. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And they also... There's, there's, there's a, a lot of, like, corner of the eye stuff and, like, sounds and, like, they find blood, written in blood, a message that says, go to the go theater. Go to the theater, yeah. And then they see this little plaque explaining the name of the ship, which I have forgotten, but... Yeah. It relates to Greek mythology and specifically the myth of Sisyphus, who, right. if you're familiar, uh, is doomed to continuously push a boulder up a hill in hell, basically. Mm, what if that to, matters? doomed to repeat this task uh, because uh, he cheated death, is what we're told. Mm. Or he made a promise to death and didn't keep up his right. end of it. Which again, I'm sure doesn't mean anything. I'm sure it's nothing. No, no, it's um, totally incidental. It's not going to have any effect on the movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> they go to the theater. Uh, and if, I believe what happens first is she encounters Liam Hemsworth. Uh, because they all kind of split up. But they all, they all, they're all meeting back at the theater. Um, and Liam is bleeding. Oh, yeah. They also find a blood trail at one point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah we're, I'm yachty yachting some yeah, of it, it's obviously. Fine. Yeah. Um, Liam is bleeding and he attacks her. Uh, and like, again, this movie, it telegraphs some stuff, but like it quickly reveals it. So like, I was like, oh, there's going to be another her. But you find that out pretty quick. Pretty fast. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is then um, I don't know. I don't remember if he gets shot, but like someone starts shooting at them. Oh, well, he, he's strangling her. She reaches up to fight him off and notices he's got a huge hole in the back of his head. Basically. Right. Yeah. So she presses her finger into that and he dies. She gets up and runs to the theater where Greg has been shot and the other couple is there and they are like 
immediately piss at her because they're like, he says you shot him. Like you, Greg said you right. shot him. He is dead now. Like Greg dies. And so this this couple who's named Downey and Ooh. Sally, I think. I don't know. His name was, Greg, I remember the know. guy's name is fucking Downey, which is an incredible yeah. name. He looks exactly like a Downey too. Mm-hmm. Like pop collar and boat shoes. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. He's got real Downey energy. He's got real Downey energy. <laughs> yeah. And so this is where it's like, oh, okay. So there's a second her, obviously. Yeah. And then someone in a mask starts shooting at them, um, more like a Jason Voorhees sack. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a real it's a real burlap sack situation. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he shoots the other two friends, and she more or less gets into a a situation with this person where they're chasing her and trying to kill her, and she's like leaping around the ship. She keeps hearing stuff like other people running, um, which uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool how this works out. Uh, and then eventually she fights this person in a mask and uh, manages to throw them off the side of the ship. But before that, the person in the mask, in what is clearly her voice, says, you have to kill them. You got to kill them all. It's really, they um, do a good job with it. Though, it's, it's extremely muffled, both because of her mask and because of the noise of the ship. So you can't really make out what she's saying, but you hear enough words to sort of piece together. Yeah. That she says, you have to kill them all. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, I wrote down like, oh, I hope this isn't a reveal because it's obvious that it's her. Uh, to which they pretty much reveal that, yeah, it's her. Um, yeah, because as soon as the she knocks the masked person off the boat, the capsized yacht reappears with everybody back on board, including herself, yep. alive again. And she looks down at it and she realizes I am the person that was looking down at them, yes. at, at me. Uh, and so she realizes she's in a fucking time loop and, um, or at least we realize she's in a fucking yeah, time loop. Yeah, we, we realize she's in a time yeah. loop. But I think she does too, because she goes downstairs and she finds a note. She finds like a, a, a pile of notes that say like, you have to kill them all. Mm-hmm. And she grabs a piece of paper and compares her handwriting, thus creating another note. And so mm-hmm. it's that situation where it's every time it's a, it's uh, a she finds a pile of objects she realizes like i have been here a hundred times she drops her necklace at one point and it's it lands it's a on a pile, pile of, of lockets it's yeah. yeah it is it's <laughs> and we it's really learn cool. <laughs> yeah and of course we learn that who dropped her keys it was she her. dropped her keys yeah when yeah, she was following so, the group so yeah you're seeing how both that it's in a time loop and how her the act of her discovering that it's a time loop is perpetuating the time loop. Yeah. And there's this um, paradox in it, yeah. which is, of course, the keys are in the loop. And it's like, where did they first come from? She right. finds her keys and then drops her keys and finds them again. It's a very like it's it's a it's playing with that time loop paradox uh, in a fun way mm-hmm. uh, where like it's the same with the necklace because she loses the necklace here and spoilers, she's going to find the necklace again um and so uh and so you're still kind of wondering like how is she gonna want to kill them all uh you know like that's still yeah like how is it gonna come to that and um god i i i'm I'm trying to remember exactly the details of what happens next but i don't at first at first she tries to get everybody together so she realizes she can change what happens like she goes to talk to liam hemsworth and in the act of trying to convince him she pushes him and his head hits a, an exposed pipe on the wall and that's right. how he gets the hole in his head but 
she stays with him and explains him what's going on. And he, you know, in his injured state does see that there is a second version of her. So he no longer attempts to strangle her when he comes into the room. So she's changed. Right. That. And then she confronts herself later with a like with a gun, I believe. Yeah. And it's... lets herself run off. But what what's so the idea is that she's breaking the pattern and that's or a really it's, or a, it's she like a, thinks she's I was breaking about to the say. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's a really good instinct to have yeah. like that's the first thing you would do if you were in a time loop. You'd be like, OK, I'm not going to do the thing. But what what we slowly realize is the time loop is just less tight than she thought. Right. There's, there's like several go arounds. There's three layers to it. There's her arriving. Yeah. And then layer two is her trying to change it, which ends up creating the blood trail that they found earlier because she's leading Liam Hemsworth all over the ship as he's bleeding. Um, she gets to the theater in time to convince not to save Greg. He's already dead, but she's able to save Downey and Sally and they are with her for a minute. But then her mask, the, the person in the mask, that version of her is still running around. And that version of her ends up killing Sally and Downey. Well, it kills, a, kills Downey in one of the staterooms, yeah. uh, which is where... Uh, anyway, so he dies in a stateroom. Then she chases Sally and shoots her. And Sally escapes and we see her crawl to an area of the ship that is just loaded with dead sallies so good yeah such a good reveal she basically goes around a corner you hear her scream and you go around and she's on the deck and there's just so many dead hers right yeah, there in various so the obvious, states of decomposition yeah yeah and so it's like oh this is where her journey ends yep. this is the <laughs> yeah so this is part of it so then she yep. fights with her masked self again or rather no she's i forget i think she sees she sees a version of her i think i think she sees the first version of herself kill the masked version and knock him overboard at some point she yeah. realizes like she puts it together that um oh okay yeah she sees the first version of she's, herself kill yeah, the masked version and realizes that the way to restart the loop is to kill everybody on board yeah and she's watching yeah She's watching herself watch herself in that part, too. Yeah. Because she's, yeah, she's watching. It's that moment where she realizes there's a time loop from before, and she's watching that. And yeah, that's, she, she, yeah, she decides that that's how you beat everything, right? Is, yeah, it's once everybody on the boat is dead, um, the, the, the capsized yacht reappears with everybody alive again. So she realizes okay. right the idea is she kills everybody and then yes. she warns her previous self yes that's what she needs to do yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and basically tell them don't get on this boat yes yeah um and then that's where we get her slowly turning into the villain version of herself the version with the mask and we see why it's justified so there's basically like instead of the loop what we're what we're learning is that it's not every time the ship arrives the loop begins it's every other time. That's what we're learning, right? Is that two, they, they come on board, they do one loop, another group comes on board, they do another loop, and then it all kind of loops back again. And so it's like this Rube Goldberg machine where there's like three versions of everybody, I believe, there, well, in play. There, at one, there are three because, versions, but the boat doesn't appear until everybody's dead. Right, but it's it's two rounds, right? The first group of people, they they get shot at and die. The second group of people is her breaking the cycle, so she thinks. So they're 
what, and then what, the what third happens... group of people is back to the first cycle. <laughs> See, we're getting into this paradox thing. I know. Uh, she is the only person that has multiple living versions of herself on the ship. Right. Because the yacht does not reappear until everybody guess... else is dead. All right. I, I guess it, I, I thought because she she thinks she breaks the cycle, but the reveal is, no, this is part of the cycle. It's part of the cycle. Yeah. So, so for that to happen, there has to be like two Liam's, right? One that just dies and one that is part of the part where she's well, breaking so, the cycle. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't really, oh, I love it. really want to break this down. Okay. But there are three versions of her on the ship. Yes. There is only one living version of anyone else on the ship, and it depends on which stage they're at, I think. Okay. I think. I think. But what I guess what I'm saying is that you think she's breaking the cycle with the next group. Mm-hmm. But, she's, but actually, actually... she's actually just in stage two, where she's trying to save yeah. everybody, and that's what causes their positions to be different around the ship. So, like, on, on loop one, Downey, Lee, Downey, Sally, and Greg are dead in the theater. Liam is dead in the uh, dinner area where they have like a big buffet set up. That's when he tries to strangle her. Right. Um, and yeah, that's everybody. And then, yeah. But and then a, group two, group Downey two, and what's her name are dead in the, the stateroom in the, in the, the deck. The de- stateroom Liam in the deck. still. Liam falls overboard. Yeah. Um, and Greg is still dead in the theater. Greg doesn't die in any other place. But no, what we. Greg s- sucks. <laughs> what we what we find out is that on the she, I think after the second loop when she realizes that it resets when everybody gets there she starts cleaning up the bodies. Yeah. So she starts so she throwing gets rid of the bodies. She starts throwing Downey in the stateroom overboard and Greg in the theater overboard so that their bodies aren't there when the new loop arrives. But she uses Downey's blood in the stateroom from where he was murdered on the second loop to write the go to the theater message in the mirror because yeah. she's trying to lure everybody there to kill them in the third loop. It's yeah it's fucked so that's yeah <laughs> okay, that's but... what i mean yeah that's what i mean that there's yeah three loops actually complete the yes. loop yes the big loop that her her, her loop yes there are three small um, loops but i was just yeah. saying there's only at any given time there's only one version of everybody else on the ship and there's three versions of her yes and they're all kind of in competition with each other yeah because they're all trying to do different ver- things yeah they're yeah so what we're learning of course is that the last version of her is the version that puts on the mask yeah. and kills them all, and we kind of realize why she's doing it now. Right. Whether or not whether or not her logic makes perfect sense, it's like, okay, I know why she's doing yeah, this. Yeah, she's killing them all to get the boat to reappear so that she can get down to the boat and be like, don't get on this boat. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, also, there's a part where she throws the gun at herself, and it's never not funny. It's hilarious. Every time I, I see it. it. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. So we see, we basically see the her so when she was in the mask or when she was fighting herself in the mask we're now seeing it from her perspective in the mask doing the same stuff and of course she gets thrown overboard it it plays out the exact same way yep and so she washes up on the beach like her dream uh and she gets home and she realizes she's a day earlier Mm -hmm. so she goes to her house and guess what she rings on her doorbell and uh well, all right. She well, doesn't do that first. Not, she, not we, so get, reveal, we, get, we get one of the final reveals, which is pr- arguably the most—I don't the, like the, the the wildest, the most unexpected one for me. Yeah, I would. Uh, so I would argue the ending kind of starts to sh- get shaky for me, uh, but I, you know, we'll get into it. 
so the reveal is that she's a bad mom she is abusing her kid yeah, physically she's and the, beating the shit out of him yeah right and the movie kind of had to hide that in the beginning mm-hmm. and so it's it's a little deceptive for that reason that's why i'm like eh, it gets a little shaky it's deceptive so yeah. and so she has for whatever reason decided like you know what fuck past me um and so she rings the doorbell uh and she goes outside and then she goes back in and what we learn is that she she did that to distract her so she could go inside with like a tool and she kills her past self um she she bludgeons her and she when at the beginning when we saw her dragging luggage uh it it's her body she's dragging her own body dragging her own body also her kid sees her murder herself yeah the kid is so one of the first things we see is her trying to console her kid so at this point i like it's not even clear if i'm not i'm not i'm i guess anyway what we see is it, it, what we initially see is that she's consoling her son and it's like, oh, no, you just had a nightmare. You, you see things sometimes and you're having a nightmare. So we just think right. it's, you know, a normal bit of consoling. But then, of course, we see that what she's actually consoling him for is that he just saw his mom kill a clone of his mom. Yes. <laughs> kids, kids, not well. No. And uh, <laughs> and so, like, that, this is all to say you realize, oh, this is still the time loop. But like the movie never tries to I guess it's it's. Oh, we'll get into it. The movie never tries to t- hide the twist. Like I, I, I would argue that it's kind of no, like the movie just... Predestination, where it's like it's okay if you're ahead of the movie. Yeah, they don't care. Right. They're just having. It's like a thought experiment, you know. Yeah, um, and and kind of the purpose of the reveal isn't so much that it's a time loop. It's like the nature of it. I think is what yeah. we're learning. And this is this is where to me the movie gets a little shaky. Uh is so she's driving and she hits the bird mm-hmm. it's the bird uh and she pulls over and she grabs the bird and she throws it away into a pile of other dead birds and yeah. that's when she realizes ah fuck i'm still i'm yeah. still in yeah this is the part loop it. yeah she crashes her car and her dead body comes flopping out like the the one that she put in the trunk her son also dies and this is where like the movie it felt like they add one more element that was like eh, a little too much is she basically walks away from the accident um nobody notices it almost feels like she's died she has okay well because i realized that she didn't necessarily die right because it's her the corpse that we see is the body from the trunk i believe it is yeah but she was already a ghost like this is the loop began so what happens it's a supernatural element yeah. for sure so what happens is she's standing there looking at the accident as her the prime version the version of herself that we've been following the whole movie and then her the version of herself she killed earlier is wearing a dress uh and is is dead on the street next to her son um and then this the sky gets all dark and this cab shows up and there's this cab driver dressed like a mortician who is very clearly deaf um, yeah that that's the this is the part that i was like mm, i don't know man and it's fine but well see i think this is how the loop began right is because he tells her um i'm just a, she she asks him what's going on and he basically says oh i don't i'm just the driver um so i'm just gonna yeah. take you uh you ready to go and she's like yeah but take me to the harbor so he takes her to the harbor and he's like all right i'm gonna leave the meter running um so she gets out 
and goes down to the dock and starts the loop anew by, you know, she encounters Liam and that's why she was so spacey to him in the beginning. Right. When she meets Greg, the first thing she does is hug him and say, I'm and sorry. Say, I'm sorry. Now, yeah. we know why. now we know why. Um, so I, the loop began, I, the implication to me is that the loop began when she was, because the thing that Liam asked her is, where's your kid? Like they were expecting her to bring her kid. So I think right. what, what happened is... The first time when the loop began, she was driving here um, and that and got into the car accident. You know, okay. And hit, so she died hit, hit in the, the bird, car accident. Hit the bird for the first time. The blood got on the windshield. Her son was freaking about out about the blood on the windshield. So she was trying to, to wipe it off and was sort of distracted by that. And that's how she drifted into a truck and they died. So she died there. And then right, had and so- death take her to the harbor anyway. Uh, so that's like the the Sisyphusian thing where it's like yeah. you made a deal with death, but you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. So it's like so she's just constantly in this loop now until she finally decides to quit it. But she's never going to because she every right. time she gets down to the, the harbor, it's like, OK, this time I'm going to do it right and I'm going to save everyone and I'm going to save my son. But it's just going to be the as we've seen from the piles of dead birds, all the dead sallies, all the all the lockets, all the notes is that she will never do this quote unquote right it is going to play out the same every single time right and the implication then is that her friends are fine yes right yeah like this is she's living out her own personal hell this is her own personal hell yes yeah yeah i guess that that does make sense Mm -hmm. Um, that's my interpretation of it no i think that's the correct interpretation i think it's it's difficult at the end because the moment they bring in the death cab driver i was sort of like oh i kind of wish they made this a self-contained loop like they have to do this one final thing where this guy shows up and says like ah, i'm just here to push push you along uh and it, i i don't know it and it's, it still it's, works yeah it's the last piece of you know why here why now like why is this happening right and, and, and so the of, implication yeah. it's it's the the basically the concept of the bermuda triangle is a red herring is yes. what we, what we're saying here. yeah and that's really that's really interesting and i think the triangle has more to to do with the idea of there being three loops within this big loop yeah, there's there's sense. three points within this larger loop, so it's it's a yeah. it's a big old red herring. Yeah, Bermuda Triangle has nothing to do with with what's happening in this movie, right? And ultimately, I, I mean, this is why I think it's still a little weak. Is like what that means that everything on the boat is just like a figment of her imagination. Then, well, she's like in hell. none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hell is weirdly specific and creative then. Because hell is like, we're going to put her on this yacht. Yeah, that's the idea. And then put her on a fake boat and like do all this stuff. And then that's, she loops around. Yeah, that's the entire yeah. idea of it is is giving an, a version of hell that's not the, the that's much less literal. Uh, the, you know, it's yeah. not like a, a lake of fire and demons and everything. It's this more, like you said, it's sort of like a thought experiment. And like, what would it? You know, there's been Twilight Zone episodes that are like this. It's not an, it's not a new idea, but it's it's very no, well done. Yeah, but it's very well done. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, again, something like Coherence or or Primer, where it's we're gonna take this really really uh heady idea and we're just gonna we're like we're not gonna you know we're, we don't need like a lot of special effects to show this off you know like coherence is basically a multiverse movie you don't have any multiverse of madness cgi shit it's just people talking because ultimately that's all it would it needs to be yeah and then this this has more of a budget but it's not like 
you don't have to create any sort of vortexes or big CGI things. It's just it's just sort of people and you and the actual like mechanisms don't need to be shown in any sort of way. And I no. think that's way more effective. Mm-hmm. Like I, I keep going back to coherence. Coherence has the concept of like a portal between universes. That's not depicted as anything. It's it's like blink of an eye moments, you know? And yeah. like that's such a better version. It just it's it's a movie that doesn't rely on the idea of like we need to visually cue up the audience mm-hmm. to know that this thing is happening. Yeah. And that's kind of the same here is that aside from the CGI storm and stuff, yeah. like there are moments. And again, I would argue that it's confusing for that reason cuz like that CGI storm seems to be the moment a time loop happens, right? Because that's the big event and then it's like we're entering Bermuda Triangle, but what you're yeah but what you're arguing, which I think is correct, is the twist is that, no, it, they were already in the time loop. That's mm-hmm. kind of the reveal of the film. Is yeah, like the, the moment whole, you the think... The whole movie is a time loop. Yeah, yeah, the moment you think she entered the time loop isn't actually the moment. It's, it's actually... Yeah, it happened yeah. previously. Which is a really cool fucking misdirect. Yeah, yeah. The only, I think yeah. the movie's biggest flaw is that does so much to execute that misdirect that the first half hour is kind of boring and it's pretty slow yeah because it seems like it's gonna go one way that is just you know so so rote uh right i would i would argue that it's it's kind of like predestination which is like since it's so detached it also is hard to glom onto a character right oh yeah it's like it there's nobody in it that's like you're like rooting for there's there's no real drama you're watching this thought experiment play out essentially yeah. um yeah yeah which i would i would say is a lot of predestination as well where you're like i'm not really caring about the story i'm just it's just an interesting idea that you're presenting right you know? yeah, the only person you can really uh, cling to is the main character uh, yeah. everybody else is just uh yeah like greg ceases to matter the moment they get on the boat <laughs> Right, they're all He's just sort of barely in the movie from that point. Yeah, they're all just sort of like pawns that's being moved yeah, around. Yeah. And again, it was entertaining enough. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, once I realized what I was watching, it was like, oh, this is great. Because you're just watching a Rube Goldberg machine. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to see how it all fits together and if they pull it off. Yeah. And they do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, yeah, this movie, fuck, I never would have saw it. No, I didn't even. I didn't even wasn't even aware of this movie. Yeah, completely off my radar. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know who to recommend this for. It's it's because again, it's not horror, and I, I wish I kind of wish it had been more horror. But there's horrific ideas in it for sure. It's yeah, it's it's high concept. It's like psychological horror. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it never. Think, yeah. Yeah. It's just a very weird fucking movie in the the decisions it made because like the the boat could have been anything and again it's really smart of them to use the bermuda triangle as a misdirect though yeah uh that that is really neat but it's it's very it's a very unique film and like yeah i agree with you where i want to see this person's other stuff uh i don't know i don't know if he'd uh, they they would have this kind of idea again but like because i also don't think the filmmaking was particularly like amazing right no, no, the the reveals were handled very well. Yeah, it really comes down to just like how meticulously made this was, mm-hmm. and how like every 
like there's definitely a rewatch value where you'll see the things they're setting up you know yeah and uh, it doesn't do it in a way that's obvious um there's actually a lot of subtlety in in it in the way that yeah. the, the different reveals are handled so there's never like so like every time you see, even though it's a, it's an idea that gets repeated a lot like that's sort of like the prestige idea of all of the hats and then you know at the end all of the glass cases with the bodies in them uh they do that beat a few times in this movie but each time they do it it still has an impact so it's yeah, like he well, finds a new way to, to present each reveal even though it's basically the same thing it's just oh it's a reveal of a pile of these things but right, every single time it's done so well that it to the to the point where the final one when she goes to throw the bird o- off the road down to the beach and it holds on her face for a second and it, it just long enough for you to re- to realize what she's looking at like it's timed perfectly like for me anyway like it holds on her face long enough for me to be like oh shit she's and then it shows you what she's looking at and it's this yeah, pile exactly. of dead birds <laughs> yeah the most effective one was the woman walking into a pile yes, of her own body. That was the one where I was like, oh, shit, this is a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, same here. Because yeah. it was like, they introduced this element and it's like, you know, she drops the necklace and there's a bunch of others. Yeah, and you're like, that's the, cool. The notes. And you yeah. don't think, it, yeah, you don't think about what that can also apply to. Yeah. And that's, and that's what, that's what makes it so good is like, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. If you die somewhere. It's just mountains this is of, a bodies. Bunch of your bodies yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really good yeah I don't, it's uh i don't have too yeah. much else to say no i think we're done i think i think this is a hidden gem this is like yeah it really I, is. I would i wouldn't put it up there but it reminds me of like a lake mungo where lake mungo the poster you're like this looks generic as shit and then you watch it and you're like my goodness where yeah. have you been all my life yeah um this isn't i didn't like it nearly i didn't like it as much as like mungo no it's not as good a um, film but right because it's missing a character element i think yeah is the big thing it's missing is is relatable like an emotional experience it's a little like the reveal that she abuses her own kid and then she's like mad at herself and it was like well that was you like a day ago but you're right, is the fact that it's purgatory, it's the idea that she's feeling the time loop, right? Like it's mm-hmm. the frustration of it. Uh but yeah, it, and she's yeah, in, it she's never in quite, denial too of the person that she was. Yeah, it never quite connects um no. the character stuff, but it's okay. Yeah. Because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So yeah, um <laughs> Bur- Burrito Mouth, I don't know if you realized this was what you were giving us. But uh yeah. Thank you for letting us watch yeah, this. Thank uh, you for uh, one for more shape movie. Forcing us to watch this film. Yeah, it's probably the best of the shape movies that we watched. Yeah. Well, would you say Cube is it better than Cube? Um, I don't know. It's hard because Cube I'm, is it's. I'm so sick of Cube. Like, yeah, Cube even is the original at this point. Yeah, even the original just doesn't feel like that profound to me. Uh, so this was like kind of it, it. I like it better than Cube in the sense that I've seen this. This is the first time I saw it, and I'm just experiencing it. You know? Uh, yeah, for sure. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. Well, we still got more shape movies, so we got oh, good. we got the Square 2008's The Square. Yeah, why whatever not? that is. Sure. Um. So we'll see. We'll see how these uh stack up. But this, yeah, this might be the best shape movie. <laughs> see whether they stack up like a pile of dead seagulls. Mmm. I don't know, man. The pyramid? Remember the pyramid? Oh, shit, that was... that's right. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
That's my goodness a movie so shitty they didn't even put it on dvd in most countries of the world yeah why would you why would you who on earth is gonna rent or buy the pyramid anyway anyway listen folks this was through our patreon and you can check it out by going to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed we have exclusive podcasts on there like tom and jeff watch batman uh fox Mulder is a maniac star trek the next futurama and spielboys we watch mu- movies with our patrons every Friday night. There's all sorts of stuff on there, so g- go check it out. Yeah! We also have a store. Head over to uh, GameForTheEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. Yeah! So check that out! Check that out. And, uh, you know, watch out for them. Watch out for death. I guess? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to watch out for in this. I- ironically, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was gonna I say the birds. Watch out for birds. Watch out for birds. This uh, the 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 lead actress in this film is Melissa George, who played the mom on both the original Australian version and the American remake of The Slap, huh. uh, which is about slapping a kid and the fallout from that. Um, right, and that's sort of what this movie is about. Yeah, in a in its own weird way. Yeah, yeah. didn't huh. heed her own advice from from no, the she slap miniseries yeah so watch out for children yeah honestly i guess just watch yeah. out for kids and seagulls yeah stay away from children because you're gonna hit them and taxis yep this is all good this is all good advice yeah <laughs>